Welcome back to Radio Entrepreneurs. I'm Jonathan Friedman, and our next guest up really needs no introduction, Phil Sharkey of The Higher Authority. Always a pleasure to see you on Radio Entrepreneurs. Hey, Jonathan, it's a pleasure. I'm glad to be with you today. I look forward to sort of sharing some information, some stats I have for, for you and the other uh, uh, business owners out there. So uh, as we've talked about off the air and we often talk about in our segments, uh, we're in a, uh, a, a state of flux. You know, the only thing uh, that's certain now is change. And uh, with that change brings challenges in the employment field, employment marketplace. And, um, you know, there are obviously uh, companies that are struggling to get people in the door to work for them. Uh, and with that brings a whole host of issues. Uh, so why don't you tell us what you're seeing in the market? Absolutely, Jonathan. And I do understand uh, uh, the situation in today's environment where so many employers are having trouble finding people. No one seems to want to work. They can't fill positions. But from what I'm seeing on the screening side of it, uh, I'm really urging all clients, all businesses, small to large, to not stop their due diligence, not stop their best hiring practices, because I'm seeing worse numbers than ever. We usually see 30% turn out fraudulent on a background check. It's up close to 40%. That's for the entire year. Uh, so far as we just crunched our numbers. And again, Jonathan, it's wow. a huge number when you think about it. This is not me sneaking and grabbing, you know, a few people from your office and just randomly doing it. This is a uh, 40% of people who sign a, a release and authorization form are aware a background check is going to be conducted and still, you know, 40% are turning out fraudulent. We do between 500 to 1000 backgrounds a month. And my math isn't really good, but that's somewhere in the neighborhood of 200 to 400 people. Again, that know I'll be doing a background check and say, oh, go ahead, Jonathan, uh, go right ahead. And, and these numbers are showing up. That, that, that's uh, shocking to say the least. Uh, it, it's discouraging, uh, but thankful we have people like you to try and vet some of those things out. And I would imagine at that 40% rate, you know, some of them are innocuous enough, but the fact is that, that they are uh, somehow not being truthful. Yeah, and that's the big larger concern, I guess, in some capacity, because it's usually the tip of the iceberg, right? If they're willing to lie on the way in the door, what's going to happen once they're in? Well, you're speaking from, from my, my pulpit to say the least, and you're exactly right. Not all are, are horror stories, but to me, it's a lie. And, and again, we're not big brother. I'm not coming down on people and spying in their, their, their trash and nothing in that regards. These are people that are meeting you and say, hey, Jonathan, nice to meet you, putting out their hand. Well, if you're allowed today and say, nice to meet you. I'm Phil Sharkey and I'm lying to you. So we we'll always tell our clients if they're lying today, even if it's a lying about a degree or, or some type of employment history or a gap in employment They've already shown you that they will do anything they have to do uh, to, to, they will lie, they will uh, not be trustworthy. Or if a drug screener, they, they, they you know, uh, hide their, their urine situation or brain falls urine. To me, it's like, I'm not even concerned about the results. It's the thought process of this is a person that's gonna be working for you. And what I'm seeing is small companies can be actually bankrupt or put under. Uh, large companies can be greatly harmed. So. I know it's hard to find people today, but but these stats I have here for you are, are really astounding. I know you guys like the stats, so I, I like to bring them. To you. Absolutely. One quick question before what you know, I'll give you sort of the uh, the prognosticator for a moment. Why do you think this is happening? Why do you think we're seeing a rise in uh, in, in the number of people that are fraudulently displaying yeah, themselves? Yeah, I it's think it's interesting because. Because you would think that uh, given the employment situation and employers being desperate to hire people, there'd be less need to yeah. lie about anything. Jonathan, you're so right. You'd think you would be seeing the best of the best out there. But what I'm seeing from the results of in, in my office is I think all of us in the COVID situation, it's just gotten, you turn on the news, it's just a much more volatile society. Uh, what was somewhat questionable before is much more violent. People are more violent, more willing to say and do and feel empowered 
to create their own background and have the best resume ever, where you get into the thought process where they just have to be honest. That's what people don't understand. It's not the level of qualifications from my office. It's the honesty and integrity. Uh, an honest person goes a long way. Obviously, our, our, our clients need the, the qualifications for the job. But I, I just think it's the situation we're in coming out of COVID. Hopefully, people have been cooped up. There seems to be more pressure today. Um, I don't know, rules and practices, raising people. I don't know what it is, but we're definitely taking a walk on the darker side. And again, I have a lot of pushback from my friends, even you know your big brother and all. I'm like, no, I'm not. I have a signed release. I have the consent of the person. I, I just want them to be honest. I, I don't think that's too much to ask for you know, when, when you're about to pay someone when, in today's environment. It's just not. No, you're, you're absolutely right. And I, I would love to hear some of the statistics of, and, and, and hear some of the stories of what you're seeing, because uh, I, I think those are what's really eye-opening to people to say, ah, wait a minute, you know, for a relatively small cost, I can avoid a nightmare down the road. It's true. And then I'll quickly just get to my desk, Jonathan. I want to leave without the, giving you about the, just example on my desk today, just from this month. But the stats we have here from Leftronic, an employee recruiter firm, and this was taken just before the COVID uh, really slowed down businesses, but they had a stats of 75% of employees have stolen from their employer at least once. Uh, employee theft costs U.S. businesses 50 billion annually. That would be, uh, I thought it would actually be even more. 59.1% uh, of employees who commit thefts are male. So uh, I guess we're representing well, you and I, the, the male population. Um, 75% no integrity. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 I, I think women are right. <laughs> I, I think there's no doubt about it. Uh, and then just finally, about 75% of U.S. businesses are affected by time theft, which I, I thought would be higher. And, and the big one for me, Jonathan, is some violence at work. 20,790 injuries. This was in 2018 by a, a company called Injury Facts. Uh, could, uh, occurred on the workplace with 453 fatalities. And that's uh, that's that's a big number. Twenty one thousand people were injured. The, the, at work. Those are employee on employee assaults of some Correct. some form. Wow. Correct. And uh, interesting enough, 71 percent were female and 64 percent were uh, uh, aged between 25 to 54. So, again, if you're an employer and you just don't want to take the time to screen or do a background check, you just want that person. These are the risks you have. I know you'll get them in the door, but the ramifications could be astronomical and I'll go through really quickly for you, Jonathan, as I don't want to use all our time, but this is from this month, July 15th. This is a hotel chain in Connecticut. Uh, larceny, third degree, three years jail, a probation for three years. Uh, I feel like one of those Tonight Show people just throwing the files to the side. This is another hotel in Connecticut. Conspiracy to commit assault, secondary with a dangerous weapon, five years jail. Uh, a car dealership in Maine, Theft by unlawful taking, theft of a vehicle. It's probably a good place that they want to work. Uh, <laughs> a hotel chain. Is it considered in, theft if the keys are there? I, I don't think so. Maybe just talk, talk about giving them the keys to the candy store, right? Bor borrowing, borrowing. Yeah. Um, here's, a, here's a tougher one, the Philadelphia Hotel. Um, this is too long to list. Aggravated assault, felony, possession of an instrument of crime, simple assault, reckless endangerment, conspiracy, intimidate a witness, burglary, and criminal trespass. So probably not someone you want checking in when you go on vacation. Uh, and these are these are all examples, Phil, of uh, real background checks that revealed things of applicants that um, typically I would imagine don't come up in conversation. Uh, exactly. Many employment uh, applications will have. Have you ever been uh, convicted of a felony? Correct. 
Uh, yeah, they do, although now there's banned the box, which has taken that criminal question off the Massachusetts application and any other states, which makes it very difficult, again, for employers. And here's our government, our legislature, and I understand the thought behind it. And I get a lot of people uh, up in my grill uh, regarding the argument of how dare you check, but I think these few examples show you that's why. So you no longer have the falsification of the application in that regard, but you still have the crime and employers still do have the right to hire who they deem is best for the job. And if you have a car dealership and you have someone who's stolen cars, um, if you have a hotel chain and you have people who have committed fraud and violence on people, it surely is a, a big concern. Absolutely. I mean, I could see, you know, the need to know these types of things and, and at least go in with your eyes open, right? Uh, and, 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 I, and I guess in some cases, does it preclude them from ultimately hiring a person if they can talk through the situation, the circumstances, et cetera? At least, go, as I said, going in with your eyes open. It's a great point, Jonathan. I always tell people that the background check is information and information gives you the power to make the best decision available. If you still like the individual, you can go back to them and say, can you explain this to me? And sometimes they can give you a credible answer and can explain it. Other times they tell you, things you don't want to hear or just it is what it is. And also in every situation, most employers will ask, is there anything I should be concerned about? So the person has a chance to get out in front uh, a possible, a bad history, because I know the people who get, get in my face regarding, well, you know, it, you're, you're sneaking into the background and you shouldn't know that information. I think we do know, need to know that as a society and the person needs to own who they are. And if they have changed, then show me you've changed and say, that was me back then, that's not me anymore. And what I see, unfortunately, too, in the big tune is people get more defensive and you can see that sort of animal come right. out of them. And, and it's sometimes these are the beginning charges and not the ends where I have drugs. I have someone uh, attacking children. I have someone who's drug abuse ended with a five week old passing away. Now I know these people are gonna apply for jobs, but for my clients, I, I would not want to bring that ticking bomb on board. It's too, too Absolutely. Good. Great, great uh, advice as always, um, you know, and, and as I said earlier in the segment, it's a relatively uh, inexpensive and painful process for uh, an employer to go through with a prospective uh, employee. And, um, you know, as you said, giving them the information and going in with their eyes open uh, into an employment situation. One of the things I always uh, talk to my clients about is uh, hire slow and fire quickly. Um, and this is part of that process. You know, too many people meet people and, oh, seem like a great person. Let's offer them a job. It's like, wow, you had a 15 minute meeting. <laughs> you know, do you really know the person's character? Do you really know what they stand for? It's, and it's, great, I, it's great advice, Jonathan. It really is. And it's like, you know, I, I guess it could turn out fine. That's the way you want to run your business. I guess I, I'm not on guesses. I'm on the numbers and the stats and the stats tell me that 40% of the time it's not going to turn out fine. Well, great stuff as always, Phil. If people want to reach out to you, talk about your services, talk about how to engage you and get you uh, to help them in, in making good decisions in the hiring process, what's the best way for them to reach you? Very easy, Jonathan. Uh, on the web at hireauth.com. That's H-I-R-E-A-U-T-H.com. The number here is 508-230-5901. You can also email me directly at psharky at hireauth.com and, and we're ready to, to take on anyone and, and assist them in this process. Excellent. Our guest has been Phil Sharkey, president of the Higher Authority. Always a pleasure to have you on Radio Entrepreneurs. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Jonathan. And we'll be right back with another segment on Radio Entrepreneurs.